0: Not your own. is a night.
1: In the Know for Friday, June 25, the 176th day of 2021. There are 189 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Marina from The Habit, who will be performing at East Main Market tonight, will stop by for a conversation. Plus, we'll give you a chance to win that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl, it's speech. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I remember it was one day last week, I think uh, Whitney or Natalie were here. We had a story and Ural's eyes got as big as pie plates <laughs> about the South African lady who supposedly had given birth to 10 babies. Do oh, you recall oh, this story, correct? Yes. Because it mm-hmm. sounded outlandish. Uh, As it turns out, it has now been established by medical practitioners that she did not give birth to any babies in recent times. It has also been established that she was not pregnant in recent times, and she has been ordered 72 hours of psychiatric evaluation to try and figure out why she thinks she had uh, gave birth to 10 babies.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: More importantly, she was collecting money, though, to help raise (laughs) her 10 babies with a GoFundMe account. And so, as it turns out, it was a... False alarm, you knew that it was unlikely. Right. That, I
2: mean,
0: ten
1: uh, babies? Yeah, just with that's a lot. That's a litter, is what that is. <laughs> he is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHonk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Tokyo, Paris, and even BlackRock. He's Sam Gormley and the
3: sports.
1: Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing?
3: Good. How are you? It's
1: Friday. It is Friday. Uh, Friday is always a big day, end of the work week, but uh, East Main Market this weekend, so we're going to talk about that. And then also, I guess you've just been infatuated with the... Uh, the NIL, name, image, yeah, likeness issue over the last few days and a big change in that yesterday. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later if that's, uh, if that's okay with you. Uh, I, I ran across something I was going to – oh, uh, do you, maybe you don't know him personally, but Republican Senator John Kennedy recently, uh, he made me laugh because he said that whoever is advising President Biden – on the crime surge in cities across the U.S. is a quote, "butthead." <laughs> it's always a classic line. <laughs> I, I don't know if you all have realized this because I I put it on display. "Butthead" is one of my favorite words. I learned "butthead" because of Wayne on the Wonder Years, mm-hmm. the antagonistic Big Brother, and so I. Uh, but the fact that it has elevated to a U.S. senator using it in local parlance, as far as. Describing someone as a butthead is—it's joyous to me. I love it. What was the word you taught Judge Krebessa that he likes? Jackwagon.
3: Jackwagon. That's jack, what it is.
1: Jackwagon. So that's I, another classic. Oh, it is classic. And and by the way, jackwagons and buttheads are different. Uh, they're not exactly—they're not exactly the same. I would also offer that. Um, well. President Biden said he only takes advice from Beavis. That's what that's what his retort was. The weekend keeps getting hotter. Um, we we had some spotty showers to start the morning, but that's really going away. Uh, but the 90s will rule the extended forecast with only a small chance for thunderstorms. So. The closer to Louisville you get, the higher the highs will be. so when you look at the wave three storm tracking teams ten day forecast, when you see ninety four as the high on Monday, I would adjust that by a couple of degrees out between the lakes, so maybe ninety two but we 're going to be uh, we 're going to have an elevated temperature today, scattered thunderstorms a high of eighty seven but the shower chances diminish the further you get from i sixty four so just be aware of that mostly cloudy seventy five tonight isolated thunderstorms in ninety three for tomorrow something weird happened yesterday in Grayson County is I didn't know about it as of the time of the show and not long after the show I was communicating with uh, my mom and she made reference to the great race and I said the great what what's this great race I don't know I don't know anything about the great race I'm just learning of it and she shared with me that she and my dad had gone to Owensboro for the evening before to learn about this great race, and then come to find out it was passing through Grayson County. And about that time, I was on the Thomason Byway, and I started meeting all these old cars. And so, I was, what is this? I had to learn. So, uh, my dad's on the phone this morning. Good morning, Dad. How are you?
0: Yeah, good morning. How are you doing?
1: Well, we're uh, we're getting. Through. I didn't know about this great race. What um w- what is the great race? And what how how did you all uh, participate?
0: Well, it's sponsored by Hemmings Motor News, which is a collector car publication, and Haggerty's Auto Insurance, several other sponsors, but it is an annual event.
1: Okay. Does it always come through? Like, Does the route change every year, and what is the route?
0: It changes every year. Uh, this, this year was, is actually last year's route. It was postponed because of the pandemic, but it started in San Antonio, Texas, and it ends in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. So I was aware of the overnight stops and the lunch stops uh, on the calendar from a long time ago, but you don't know the exact route each day they're going to be taking. Uh, they, they're giving their route instructions each day at the beginning of the day.
1: Okay. All right. So that makes a little bit of sense because I'll, I'll sort of share with my experience yesterday and just uh, in just a moment, but you all saw the stop in Owensboro?
0: Yes, that's correct. On Wednesday evening, that was their overnight stop.
1: All right. So what were some of the vehicles that stood out to you that were most memorable?
0: Well, I especially enjoyed a 1952 Dodge military truck, um, but there were lots of Corvettes, and uh, the parameters were you couldn't have anything newer than 1974. And it was a variety of vehicles all the way back to 1916.
1: Okay. Wow. Uh, now, speaking of 1974, I think I have it on pretty good authority that a bluesmobile went in front of your house yesterday. Is that true?
0: Well, that's true, but I had a little bit of an issue with that because it's actually a plummet. Oh, uh, and the Bluesmobile is supposed to be a Dodge, of course, as you well know. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, I just um, envy the speaker on top of it a little bit, which I never had.
1: <laughs> well, I think that was my department was to supply the speaker because that's mm-hmm. more of uh, more of my expertise. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell that story for a, for another time. But is this kind of like a? Is it like a cannonball run, which we might know from the movies?
0: Not exactly. This is more of a precision um, event, and I would call it a rally, and they call it the great race, but they can't race on the uh, public highways. So um, you're given all sorts of different stops and turns, and you have to deal with normal road traffic, and you're assigned a time to get to different uh, checkpoints You know, during the day, so it's all about precision. And you got a driver and a navigator in each vehicle.
1: So when I met, I met four vehicles on the byway. And so I turned and pursued and then got behind one, which I think I saw a photo of just a moment ago. But they all have magnets on the side of the doors. And then they have magnets on the back that say slow speeds. So you know that they're involved in something. Yes, I saw this vehicle yesterday.
3: You saw the Hudson Hornet?
1: I did saw the, I saw the fabulous Hudson Hornet yesterday. And so I pursued but followed to Tar Hill. And then at Tar Hill, they went on on north, and I looped back through over St. Paul and Big Clifty. And then I said, well, let's just see if I can interact because I knew that they were going to Elizabethtown. And then later I was on 62, just outside Cecilia, and I saw one of them come in on a small road called Eastview Road that terminated back into 62. So did do you know anything about the actual route yesterday, Dad? It involved Kefauver Road, didn't it? It
0: did. Uh, they came to uh, Caneyville, which was quite an event yesterday morning in downtown Caneyville. Oh, yeah. uh, and they had a brief uh, stop, pit stop there. And then they went uh, to Millwood across Keep Offer Road, up 54, three quarters away around the square. And from there, I didn't really know how they were going to get to Elizabeth Town. But you have more information than I do on that.
1: Yeah, it was really neat to see, and uh, it was it was it reminded me. I used Cannonball Run as the reference, but I couldn't see all those old cars without being reminded of the great uh, classic movie that your parents taught us kids about. The it's a mad, 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 mad world. If you've never seen it. One, it's a great photo, but it kind of uses some of the same era cars that were on display yesterday.
0: It does, and this one's a little bit more slow motion uh, instead of actually you know, trying to, to race each other to get to a point, So, which is good for us. We don't want to be in the middle of that, I don't think.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for sharing your experience. It was a neat thing. I'm sorry I didn't know about it sooner, but uh, hopefully people now know exactly what they were seeing yesterday, so uh, thanks for checking It's hard in.
0: to publicize in oh, advance yeah. because you don't know where they're coming
1: uh, until the day of the thing. So, yeah, well, it's a neat so It's a neat for thing. me on. All right, talk to you soon. That's the dad there. So that's well, I saw all these great cars yesterday and as soon as I learned of it I was telling Sam, I said, Did you know this is I it's just uh it was a we I had have a, no idea. We had a B twenty five bomber to begin the week <laughs> and now yesterday we had the great – Doc Hudson yesterday. Was who? Doc Hudson. The Hudson Hornet. Oh, That's oh, I'm okay. thinking see yes. when
3: I think of the Hudson Hornet, I think of cars. Okay. Maybe maybe my favorite movie from my childhood.
1: I saw this. The best uh, Pixar movie. I did a little cruise by the Hudson Hornet. I was on, you know, in the four lane section west of Cecilia. I was able to kind of cruise by and get a really good look at the Hudson Hornet. So it was a it was a nice event yesterday. It um, all the way to. Uh, I told Sam yesterday. I don't, you, my phone might have cut out before you heard me, but i was I lived in San Antonio, Texas when I was a baby for a brief period of time and beads you and I honeymooned in Greenville south carolina we so did. at the beginning and the ending of the <laughs> of the route there I continue to be saddened about that building collapse in miami that happened early yesterday, and we marveled we we were almost uh in non belief that only one person had passed away. Come to find out there are at least 99 that are missing. And that's more in line with the numbers that look like this type of des- devastation. But it's remarkable in the way that they're going. That building was also, we were doing about the shape of the building yesterday. There's a complete section that's missing. There were way more of it missing than originally was understood. There was a lot of it that uh, you, you couldn't tell uh, had been there at one point in time. But they are also uh, trying to rescue people from the bottom up. They are underneath the building because if they – you know, you think in rubble, you just – you take the the highest piece of debris and you remove it and you work your way down. And so the structural engineers that they're dealing with that are embedded with these crews are working from the bottom because they are less likely to create additional collapses or shifts in the weight. So it – Definitely a tragic situation and obviously a state of emergency there in that general area at the state, at the local, state, and federal levels as well. Uh, President Biden announced yesterday we have a deal and a pared-down infrastructure bill. It's still huge even though it's pared down. But I think he... Was a little uh, quick to say we have a deal because then there later was an ultimatum that said if there wasn't a human infrastructure bill that came along later, then he wouldn't sign the one that he was getting. So I, I don't know that we have a deal, as he says. Also, I should tell you, Vice President Harris arriving at the border this morning.
3: Uh, yeah, I just saw video on the TV there.
1: Yeah, so did I. I but... I thought she might do a trick and go to the Canadian border just Mm -hmm. because she was trying to distract so much attention away. We got a Team Kentucky briefing yesterday, and Dr. Stephen Stack said almost all coronavirus cases reported in Kentucky during the last four weeks have been in unvaccinated residents. Ninety-nine percent of those hospitalized were also unvaccinated, so those numbers are kind of bearing out the efficacy rates of what we've been told. He pointed to the low test positivity rate of 1.85% as a sign that vaccinations continue to ward off an uptick in new uh, uh, infections. So though 2.2 million, 49% of Kentuckians are vaccinated, if you get inside the demographics, it tells a completely different story. So while 82% of Kentuckians 65 and up are vaccinated, Only 33% of adults, 18 to 29, have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. We also learned yesterday that the governor is going to give incentives to people to leave unemployment and go back to work, which is um, 180 degrees from my philosophy on the way things are supposed to work, to the victor is supposed to go the spoils. And for those people who work hard, then they're rewarded. And so to dangle these fifteen hundred dollar stipends to the first—was it fifteen thousand people? Do you know if that was the number? Yeah, <laughs>
3: it might have been twenty.
1: That went back to work by the end of July. So it was the first. You had to be—you had to be first of this group within a certain to get the fifteen hundred dollars to go back to work by July thirtieth. And it was just—I I don't. I, we can argue the virtues of it another day i suppose but it's just a lot of head scratching it it doesn't it doesn't seem to make sense to a lot of people that continued working and were going to work in rough conditions throughout the entire pandemic you know that we're still putting in the time and earning their wages and having to work when maybe other people didn't show up and working behind plexiglass and you know wearing a mask and being vulnerable i think of grocery stores and and convenience stores and those types of things that don't aren't high wage earners and they they don't get anything additional for their trouble but people that just decided to, well, I'll just use unemployment benefits for this period of time and be rewarded with a handout just seems like a slap in the face to some, but I don't – maybe other people feel differently. Name, image, likeness. Sam, will this completely change the landscape of college athletics? Yes and no. I
3: mean, I think it's going to be really, really interesting, and I think if you're a U.K. fan or if you're U of L fan, you're going to have to love – what had happened yesterday. Because, I mean, what this says, theoretically, just the most basic way to, to describe it, is if uh, Anthony Davis, we'll use him as an example. When he was at Kentucky, if the biggest car dealership in Lexington wanted to say, hey, Anthony Davis, I want to give you a million dollars to be the face of my car dealership, and I'll give you a car and all of that, being all my commercials, that can now happen. Okay. Or if there was a college athlete from Litchfield and Future Designs wanted to make ex-college athlete the face of the hardware store or the face of lumber or whatever it mm-hmm. is, yeah. that can happen now. All right. And I, I think it's – I mean, it's good, I think, in the, in the long run. if you And if you're a Kentucky fan, it can only help because these big recruits now can say, oh, well – Lexington these businesses will pay.
1: Well, and what Governor Bashir did was keep Kentucky on a level playing field with states that had already become proactive in this six, regard.
3: Six states had created it- a law on the sum six Four of those states are Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia. Mm -hmm. And if you think of who Kentucky is competing against, those are four of the big states. And and
1: probably just as much in football as it is in basketball in those those states. You know, the Carolinas are obviously important um, because of Duke and, and North Carolina. But I guess my uh, So that's what the governor did through executive order, which, by the way, I have to believe he did with the input of the legislature, because if the legislature doesn't come into session in January and ratify this procedure, it goes back to the way that it was.
3: I well, know in the governor's release yesterday, I believe there was a quote from David Osborne, who's the mm-hmm. speaker of the House, right? I yes. think he's speaker yeah. of the House. Yes. There was a quote in there from him. So at least that to me says that. There's at least some semblance of bipartisanship, and like I think Matt Jones on KSR had made the point, what legislator is not going to be for helping yes. UK yeah. basketball? So,
1: you know, Sam, you know me well enough. I like to say to what end or once we once we go down this road. So what about the KHSAA? Is that next? I... I, I I don't I mean, know that we can see that. So would Reed Shepard, you know, or a now high profile ha, a high profile high school athlete have the same opportunities? That's kind of the
3: big question right now. Is mm-hmm. is like you said to to what end? What comes next? But I don't know how many high school athletes in the state of Kentucky. But I guess you just mentioned one. But there might only be one in the state right now. What
1: about Bronny James? You know, what about Bronnie. LeBron James' son? He, he can, yeah. Who knows? He know. doesn't really need a scholarship to play college basketball. I, I, I think his that. dad's got a little <laughs> bit of money. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We come back. Marina Hardin from The Habit, who will be performing at East Main Market, will join us by phone. That's coming up here on In the Notes. Today is Leon Day because we're exactly halfway from Christmas Day. I was gonna. I was thinking about
3: that this morning.
1: Six months from now, it'll be Noël. It's Catfish Day today. The the fish, not the thing that happens to you online. Yes,
3: that's the one good thing about
1: town, right? Yes, that's the only good thing. And uh, it is Color TV Day today as well. And it is the day we say good morning to Marina from The Habit. Good morning, welcome.
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you? <laughs> well, we're
1: doing extremely well. Glad you could stop by. Uh, Marina is the uh, lead vocalist for The Habit that will be performing at East Main Market. I first have to ask you about your name, Marina, because uh, I have a, a sister named Marita, which is a very uh, non-traditional name. So what are the origins of, of your given name?
2: Well, you know, I wish that was some uh, majorly uh, epic story, but actually (laughs) there was a show on in the late 60s, I'm showing my age, um, and it had uh, marionettes, and one of the marionettes was named Marina, and my mom watched that with my older sister fell in love with the name and that's how I ended up with it
1: it is always fun to watch children's names and then try to look back at the rough time of their birth to what television shows you know yes. like we got a lot of Dawson's and we got a lot because of television and other uh, other things that uh, have happened so that's a perfectly logical explanation uh, <laughs> I will ask you uh, we just heard obviously some of your performance and we've been hearing it on commercials the last week or so I will ask you do you when did you start singing
2: Um, I started singing about 10 years ago. Um, The rest of the guys in the band have been um, in the uh, music business a lot longer than that, but I'm about a decade in.
1: But surely 10 years ago is not the day you just decided to start singing, probably as a child you sang, or maybe, I don't know, a lot of people who sing grew up in church, or how did you come to love music?
2: Well, you know, it's been probably since um, birth. My mom said that... um, you know even when i was a baby i would rock in the crib and and try to sing along so been singing my whole life did the the school choir thing and um you know started out doing karaoke and then eventually tried to take it to the stage and here we are uh 10 years later um you know we're going on our uh 300th show as a band wow so so we uh, we've been around a little
1: while. It sounds like to me as well when if you look at your promo video you all have curated uh, a set list that I would kind of describe as just the hits. You know, when if you go to a concert, you want to hear your favorite acts. I don't want any obscure album cuts. I don't I really don't necessarily want your new album. I want to go hear the hits and uh seemingly that's what you all bring.
2: Absolutely, um, we definitely try to bring what you want to hear. Um, we're not going to pull out any deep tracks on you. We certainly try to bring the rock and party music that people want to hear when they go out to have a good time, and that's going to be stuff that you recognize, you want to sing along to or dance to. I
1: can tell by your I can tell by your selections that I've listened to that we are, are both sort of rooted in the 80s, if you will. But I know that some of your set list goes all the way back to the, the 60s. What would be one of the older songs that we might look forward to hearing tonight?
2: I We will probably whip out some Elvis Presley tonight. Jailhouse Rock just always mm-hmm. seems to work. Mm-hmm. Or we might throw a little Great Balls of Fire by oh, uh, okay. Jerry Lee Lewis
1: goodness um, gracious
2: whatever is fun that's <laughs> what we're going to bring with us right. whatever is going to make you think
1: the other end of the spectrum what would you be able to, what it's one of the newer hits that we might hear
2: you might hear, uh, Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Oh. Okay. You might hear, um, Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke or okay. What's Up by Four Non Blondes.
1: Wow. So that's, uh, that's the complete ends of the radio dial, right? I love From it. 87-something to 107.9, everything in between, uh, ca- covering, uh, a, a, an amazing amount of time. So, Marina, you're, you're obviously fronting the band. I always like it when performers, you know, they take a little drum break and they introduce the various people, uh, uh, who, who else makes up the habit?
2: Yes, we have a fantastic group of guys, and we are definitely um, a tight-knit band. Um, like I said, we've been together 10 years. So we have um, Clay Offit, and he is our utility guy. He plays both lead and rhythm. And then on drums, we have Jeff Kulis, and um, he is a fantastic drummer and percussionist. And on uh, bass guitar, we have Eddie Rooney, who is our uh, backbeat rock sort of guy. And then on our other guitar player is Phil Candela, and he does a great job at lead and rhythm guitar as well.
1: I didn't hear you mention saxophone. So if you need me, just 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 <laughs> give me a just give me a nod, and maybe well, I can hop in there. You know,
2: your audition will consist of Hearless <laughs> Whisper" by Wham. Oh, if you can't do it, you're oh, not in. Oh, I got
1: it. i absolutely. I think I burned out an entire Walkman just on that uh, on that song <laughs> on that song alone. Uh, how did uh, how did the partnership? or the arrangement between the Habit and East Main Market come about. How did you learn about us, or how did we learn about you?
2: Yes, um, so Danielle Urardi um, is the coordinator for East Main. She also happens to be um, a good friend of mine. She has came and uh, seen our band um, uh, numerous times. And when this festival came up, she's like, you know, we're looking for musical talent. Would you be interested in coming to play with us? And, you know, she told me all about the festival, and we were certainly interested. And once we got to talking about what everything consisted of, we were like, yes, we definitely want to be a part of this.
1: Great. I, I think, uh, by the way, in, in the sampling I've done of uh, of what you all bring to the party I think the it's, it's spot on for what an event like this needs because you'll get so many people that will say, well, what do they play? And I like Elvis or I like Bruno Mars. <laughs> Guess what? The habit has both. So I think it will it'll hit the target for the demographics that you'll be reaching. And you've got a great opening act as well in uh, local talent, Emily Portman. Uh, Drake, she's a phenomenal talent, and she'll get everyone warmed up for you.
2: We have heard such good things about Emily. We are so excited to hear what she has to offer, and um, hopefully we'll be able to follow her and and do her
1: justice. (laughs) Well, she'll warm everybody up properly, and I know you all will then take the party to the, you know, a spinal tap would say turn it up to 11 uh, this evening. What time do you all expect to hit the stage?
2: We are going to play from 7 to 10 Central Time, and um, Emily goes on at 5.00 central
1: time that's wonderful all right we'll we'll talk a little bit more about east main market later on in the morning but marina thank you so much for stopping by we can't wait to hear you perform tonight
2: well thank you so much for having me we are very excited and we are looking forward to rocking litchfield
1: great we'll see you this evening that's marina lucas from the habit they'll be performing a 7 to 10 tonight uh sam i have it on good authority you're going to be there this evening yes um will you be attempting the axe throwing
3: no, oh, is it back today?
1: Axe throwing. I was I learned yesterday axe throwing is back. Your uh you know, oh, Elizabeth did the live shots from there for the see, First East Main Market and she was awful.
3: As I told her and I told whoever was running the axe throwing if I do that there's about a 9 in 10 chance I'll end up at Twin Lakes Regional by the end of the evening. So <laughs> probably not going to try that. We
1: know folks at Owensboro Health, and they will be happy to accommodate should you find yourself in that situation. But I will tell you, you can't be any worse. Touche. Touche. You uh, have I, I to mean, try it. You I, have I mean, to do it. You know,
3: it's uh, <laughs> I can't be worse, but then again, I'm not sure I want to accept that challenge, because okay. I've seen myself. I don't know. We'll see how the night goes on.
1: Well, I mean, it's either that or shotgunning beers, and I think you better not do the shotgunning <laughs> of beers, so... You'll have to do some throwing. Well, I've of got ax good or...
3: help tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe you can delegate your axe throwing to 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 someone else. But oh, uh, I thought
3: you were talking about the ladder.
1: Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> I, 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 what's, uh, um, if you, I don't know if you've made yourself aware or become aware. By the way, that's all going on this evening on the square. Uh, it's a free event. I mean, unless you want to eat or drink or dessert or whatever it is
3: and there was a lot of really good food last time that i was walking around and seeing
1: yeah emily will be we'll have some live coverage from there as well so you can kind of get a feel for the flavor but it's the second and then next month's event will coincide with the uh, twin lakes national fiddlers championship and then we got some other exciting things for uh, august and october they that event uh the the fourth fourth weekend of September is honeyfest weekend so they're kind of diverting around around that so uh, we'll uh, we'll see you out there there's an air conditioning shortage ahead of a hot summer that's causing a nationwide price spike is there anything prices aren't spiking on I don't think so There has to be something like when the prices on like so many things go up. There has to be prices that go down somewhere, don't they? I mean, isn't that just the law? Isn't that physics? A McDonald's Coke is still a dollar. It is. Yeah. Good. Any size, right? Can I tell you, it's joyous day when I go to McDonald's and say I order a small diet Coke, just and then they bring me a big one. Yeah, you know, it feels like, ah, I
3: don't even try to get the small one.
1: Bonus diet Coke. <laughs> For whatever reason, it's I don't Saint know Rice. why. I, I know, but I don't know why I do that. But I get a small one. Like, because I'm really just trying not to drink a large diet but Coke. But if they give you but one. But they bring me one they say, well. It just kind of happened. It it's not my not fault. I made a good decision. I can't help it that you Well, brought I love me it when something. they say,
3: we're out of the medium cups. Would you prefer a large?
1: Sure. No, sure. <laughs> I'd rather have that than the small. The proliferation of air conditioning units is outpacing supply. Shipping delays are rippling down the supply chain, resulting in a lack of inventory for components. Demand for AC units is already surging ahead of the looming droughts in the West and the power grid issues in Texas. The workforce is also lagging behind, so it's kind of a perfect storm of all these things that have come together. I was also reading um, that there's what's called post-pandemic hoarding. Now that the pandemic is pretty much over, there, whether you considered yourself a hoarder or not, <laughs> many people exhibited hoarding tendencies over the last 18 months as exhibited by our new rule at home that says eat what's here. Because we have this large deep freeze in our garage that we haven't always had. It's only, what, four years old, maybe? about that. So it's about four years old, and it's full. And so because... All along, I'm just as guilty as anyone else. I'm not casting or pointing any fingers, (laughs) but say I might be going to the butcher shop or I might be going to wherever. Well, while I'm here, I can grab this or back around Christmas. Let's stock up on butterball turkeys. Let's do. And so because we went through this period of time as a society in March, April, May of 2020, and even into June where things were hard to find. So when you got an opportunity, you think, well, I better get that while I can, or I'm, I can't get this, so I'll get this. And now when we look back, we go, what are we going to do with all this stuff? I mm-hmm.
2: think I did really well. I don't think I've hoarded. I mean,
1: I don't. is think that I- fair? You couldn't hoard any more than you did. I mean, <laughs> poor Alaya's bedroom, like her, her entire underneath her bed. Is it better now? Are we working off of the supply? I promise you, okay. there is All less
2: right. than ten items underneath our bed.
1: Good. Well,
2: you can go check.
1: Wouldn't you admit then that that is a remarkable turn from where it once was?
2: Yes,
0: absolutely. It, it
1: used to be, if you were hungry, you just went and looked under Alea's bed, <laughs> if you and there, ravioli. Was, there was ravioli, or there was <laughs> beef <beefaroni. laughs> sausages. It was so good. We've we've relocated yes. everything back to the pantry. I've well done, done, well well done, Team B. Well done, Team B. <laughs> we're doing we're doing much better. And we've had we've had butterball turkey in the last couple of weeks. We're going to have some again this weekend. It's we had burgers last weekend from the freezer. We're we're doing fine.
2: Yeah, I had like a stir-fry mix <laughs> yesterday for lunch.
1: It's like going I mean, to the grocery. When well. you go through our house, you open up a cabinet you go, "Well, look at all the food that's in here. We can like stuff we forgot that we had. If you're traveling this summer, here are the cheapest places to travel this summer. Are you ready? Orlando, Florida. The 10 most affordable places in the United States. Orlando, Florida tops the list.
2: Are we sure about that?
1: Yeah. It, it's maybe not the way we do it, but it's... Uh, going to say, if you stay out of Disney, it's probably... Oh. Well, and even you can stay off property, and you can... I mean, it just depends on what you want. Do you want value, or do you want experience? And there's your... You can spend any amount of money that you want in Orlando doing whatever. It, you can just go to SeaWorld. You can stay at a Holiday Inn Express. You can do... Or you can... I mean, you can... Again, you can do whatever it is that you want. But Fort Myers, Florida is at number two. We'd go there a lot growing up. You did? Mm-hmm. Tampa okay. is at number three. Detroit. Michigan is at number four. Yeah, they're just begging. People.
3: But now, oh, not know. That's my vacation spot. It
1: may be like the Hotel California. <laughs> you may never leave. And Fort Lauderdale is at number five. The cheapest places to travel in North America. San Salvador is at number one. That's in El Salvador. Santo Domingo at number two. Medellin, Colombia at number three. That is for sure the Hotel California. <laughs> you go to Medellin, Colombia, you are never leaving. Uh, mm Cali, Colombia, and Bogota, Colombia. You all see a theme yeah. here?
3: You're not even going to mention. I saw the list earlier today, number eight, eight or seven, nine, something like that.
1: Eight in the United <laughs> States. Yes.
3: This is why I don't read it. Cincinnati. Whoa. <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio.
1: Cincinnati. <laughs> I heard somebody call it that recently. I thought I'd never thought of that being Cincinnati. I've heard,
3: I've heard every potential Derogatory combination of the city of Cincinnati. Cheapest possible. places
1: to travel in Europe: the Dolomites, Italy; the Amalfi Coast in Italy; the French Riviera. Well, yeah, because you you don't have to spend money on swimsuits. Right. <laughs> well,
3: now you can affordable. just watch the movie that's coming out. That
1: the French Riviera.
3: Isn't that where the new Pixar movie's set?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, we'll have to investigate that Luca. during the break. Is that where it is? I think so. Santorini, Greece, and Valley, Portugal—the cheapest places in uh, Europe to I, travel.
2: Yeah, uh, Portugal is on. Actually, it's lower down on
3: my list. It but, is. Yeah. Well, my brother did a tour of Europe, and he said Spain and Portugal was one of his favorites.
1: And I'd just like to go ahead and tell you, if I suddenly go up missing, there's a good chance I have joined a company called Slice App where I will be their head of pizza for Kentucky. They're looking for 50 people who will eat pizza in their state and give reviews, and I can't think of a better job for myself.
3: I saw an ad for this the other day.
1: You did? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Slice app is, but I'm going to look into it, and I may have a new job. Got to get you a break. We'll come back, give you a chance to win to round out this work week. May play Factor Crap, may play the water cooler question. We haven't quite decided yet. We'll figure it out and let you know coming up here on In the Know. Did you know the sun shrinks by five feet every hour? So, Sam, you're a math guy. That God, sounds like st- a lot. Stats guy. Okay, you're a stats, stats guy, guy. But stats involve numbers. Yeah. So I would ask you, though, we if we established the size of the sun, the width, would it be troubling to know... That we're losing five feet an hour because we could almost then draw where the end of the sun is. Is that fair to say? Can't we that's estimate when the sun will burn out? Yeah, but as I a don't star? think it's anything
3: that really we need to worry about, is it? Mm, that's too nice Someone does. Yeah, not, not me. I can't imagine that I'll be here in. 700 years or however long it
1: is. Oh my goodness. That sound means the return of the quiz show sensation sweeping the nation. A little game we like to call Factor Craft. If you'd like to win your choice of Kentucky Kingdom, Holiday World, or Beach Bend tickets, call 270 259 6000 right now. 270 259 6000 and uh, we'll play around as much time as we have or fact or crap. Pretty simple. I read a statement. You decide whether it's factual or crapsual. You get two out of three. And if you win two out of three, then you win the tickets of your choice. Fair enough, yes. right? Pretty simple. I heard uh, Rick and Bubba bust out their giant game of knowledge this morning. I always enjoy when they do that.
2: I heard some of that. Yeah,
0: good. Yeah.
1: By the way, I got every question correct in a giant game of knowledge. <laughs> You you've, played,
3: you've played a lot of Jeopardy, so I don't.
1: This was all Rick and Bubba trivia, by oh, the way. Okay, yeah. I would
3: I would fail ethically then. <laughs> fail ethically. I'd be lucky it. to get one, wouldn't I?
1: Two seven zero two five nine six thousand. No, I think no. They wouldn't. They wouldn't all be difficult. All right, Sam, pick a number between one and six. Uh, three. Okay, that means Sandra gets the first choice. Good morning, Sandra. How are you? Fine. Good. Do you know how to play Factor Crap? okay good all right a veteran we like it uh Sam and Beege are here to help you you can go with them or you can go on your own just know they're here if you uh, if you need to to get input from them okay okay all right here's number one you got to get two out of three Conan O'Brien which his show is coming to an end it ended uh, last night ended last night it did. Conan O'Brien used to be a writer on The Simpsons Conan O'Brien used to be a writer on on the Simpsons, is that fact or crap? Sam says, Sam oh. thinks he knows. He says oh, no. it's that's fact. Beej also says go. it's fact, but I have a feeling that's because Sam knows so strongly. Well,
2: no, I felt it before, but I did see his. <laughs> okay, very Just good. And
1: so, Sandra, I will ask you, is, is it uh, fact or crap?
3: Fact.
1: <laughs> she says it's fact. it's fact. It is fact. I heard that it on is, my news uh, bulletin this morning that, that said is, his show was ending. That is correct. You, <laughs> mm-hmm. But you knew that he wrote for The Simpsons.
3: Yeah, it said it on my news bulletin this morning oh, that I was listening it. to. It okay. said Conan wrote he for The Simpsons. also wrote
1: for SNL uh, uh-huh. for a while. Okay, so He's just
2: so weird that that would make sense to me.
1: You just got to get one of the next two. Uh, here, here you go. Your heart beats over 500,000 times a day. Oh, Your heart beats over a half million times a day. Is that fact or crap? Sam, this is one of the numbers he apparently doesn't like because he paused. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. He gonna, says it's crap. Yeah, Beach, what say you? You say that it's a fact. So we got a conflicted jury here. Uh, Sandra, what do you what do you say? Is it fact or is it crap?
0: I'll go with crap.
1: You'll go with crap. It pays off because that is correct. It is crap. And that means you win. Would you rather have Holiday World, Beach Bend, or, King, or Kentucky Kingdom tickets? Uh, beach bend, beach bend. It is all right. Congratulations. Hang on, Princess Tiana is going to get some information from you. There you go. Another successful round and satisfying customer from Factor Crap. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the week here on In the Know. Island of the Airways. Here is my request. You don't have. It, but I hope you do your best I've been listening to you show on the radio And you seem like a friend to me MB's Point to Ponder for today Yesterday we had the story about the uh, people... Uh, at Disney World who hopped off their mm-hmm. boat at the land and stole the cucumber. Yeah. So the question is, I have a follow up on that by the way. The question is what's the worst example you've seen of tourists behaving badly? What's the what's the worst example you've seen of the tu- of tourists behaving badly? We we talk we we like to enjoy fails that our tourists have with our square, mm-hmm. with our roundabout that but so that's kind of a no brainer that one's easy that happens all the time i will i am i had a hard time coming up with one because i don't think it's necessarily behaving badly but um, Ms. Buckles, I think you still have this photo that we were at the Hilton in Nashville one evening. Oh, dear. Yes. Is this what came yes. to mind for you? Well,
2: it did not. But now that you we know the, exactly oh where you're going. We
1: we're in the atrium lobby at the Hilton in oh. downtown Nashville. And the elevators are glassed elevators, and they come down to the lobby. And so there was a packed elevator, and some man had dropped his pants and was mooning everyone <laughs> from the elevator as it was coming down into <laughs> the lobby. And so I don't... Uh,
2: I always love it when it comes up in Tom
1: <laughs> Yeah. It
2: cracks yeah, me yeah. up. I
1: mean, it's behaving badly. It is. But, but it, it, it sure so, is fun. It's it imp- so funny. It has provided so much enjoyment to us over the years <laughs> just laughing about it. Uh, <laughs> anything come to mind for not, you?
3: Not anything really comes <laughs> to, to mind right off the bat. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, the, the square obviously just you can usually point out. But I'm even trying to think of if I'm going to a red scheme or something along the lines of what would stick out of somebody not knowing what they're doing. But You know who has seems...
1: the best examples of tourists behaving badly? The Grayson County Sheriff's Office. Oh, I can That's imagine. That's who <laughs> has the best examples of tourists behaving badly. Because they
3: come right towards them.
1: Uh, absolutely. So I just I, – I'm not uh, – oh, by the way, there was um, – there was some thought that the people on Living with the Land, the they got off their boat four times and stole the cucumber and went on and said that, that Disney did nothing to them. Come to find out, that's not true. Uh, they got they got off of the Living with the Land ride and then got on Soarin', the Soarin' Around the World ride. And Disney security was waiting for them when they got off Soarin' Around the World and they were trespassed and uh, banned forever.
3: Huh. Really,
1: so they have to. It, it, the story was too big for them to not do something because disagree, they need to deter the behavior.
3: I mean, you, wow. And all they got was a cucumber.
1: All they got was a cucumber. <laughs> I hope it was on the last day of their vacation. You know, yeah, I hope can you imagine spending all that I hope, money to. It wasn't on the first day.
3: one, day. steal a cucumber
1: and. Uh, the other headline, another headline that made me laugh, was that Prince Harry and Meghan apparently rejected the title of the Earl of Dumbarton. For Archie when he was born, because they feared he'd be teased with dumb jokes. You don't say, Because, yeah, mm, the, the yep. Earl of Dumbarton, mm-hmm. yeah. Considering who his parents are, I'll bet the Earl of Wokington will be far better uh, <laughs> title for young Archie, would be my guess. On television tonight, the Daytime Emmy Awards. Uh, Regis and Alex Trebek are going to be honored, I think, with uh, along with Larry King. I think that's what I read this morning. It's going to be on television. Uh, also on A&E, I'm so excited because Behind the Music is coming back on VH1. I, I just love these documentary, whether it, I mean, for goodness sakes, I watched the wrestling series on A&E. Just learning about why these people were so popular and how they came to the business. And so I used to love Behind the Music on VH1. It's coming back. They're doing one on LL Cool J. They've got a whole great schedule of it. And then also on A&E on Sunday evening, a new documentary. It's a two-night deal called Kiss-story on the infamous rock band Kiss. And so they're going to study. That's going to be
3: Gene Simmons. Huge fan of Kiss. Yeah. You can focus just on him and, and, no, sure. and have
1: stories for days. I mean, you can watch his Family Jewels show mm-hmm. for You could binge watch that, and that's super exciting. Um, I also should... Well, I'll get to that in birthdays in just a second. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date in 1962, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that recitation of a state-sponsored prayer in New York public schools was unconstitutional. In 1788, Virginia ratified the U.S. Constitution. In 1876, Colonel George Custer and his cavalry were wiped out by the Sioux and Cheyenne in the Battle of Little Bighorn in Montana. Anne Frank's diary was first published this date in 1947. Michael Jackson passed away this date, 2009, which is saddens me, <coughs> but there's a little bit of... Fa- we don't really have a lot of time to spend on this, but... In June of 2010, on the 1-year anniversary of the death of Michael Jackson, I learned that this lady over here didn't know that Michael Jackson had died.
3: How, how how'd you miss it? There, was it was everywhere.
1: There's a very the, and and this and the reason I use this as an example, it shows you the power of the Disney bubble. She was at Disney World in 2009 when Michael Jackson died.
3: Even then,
1: by the way, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, was different then. Uh-huh. It wasn't as, well, right, it was just different. And you, so there were, ways to, there were ways to avoid it. You mentioned at the beginning of the show San Antonio. That's where I was.
3: You were? I was in San time. Antonio. Because it was the same week it was uh, Billy Mays died.
1: Uh, Ed McMahon and Farrah Ed, Fawcett.
3: Farrah Fawcett, yep. It was all in the same
1: week. Birthdays today. So see, I I mean, it's funny that you didn't know it for a year but in your defense, it's because you were on vacation having a good time. Fair enough. It's the
2: happiest place in the world. That's right. Right? Uh,
1: well, certainly on earth. Carly Simon is 76 today. Jimmy Walker is 74. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor is 67 today. Uh, Busy Phillips, the actor, is 42 today.
2: I so love her.
1: And Reese the niece is celebrating a birthday today. Aww. So
3: Happy birthday, As Reese. As is Ken's oldest daughter.
1: Yes, that's right. Yes, uh, Alex Hallett is celebrating turns eighteen birthday today. Birthday, uh, quickly, I I got a procedural issue that we really kind of need to. I guess we can decide after the show, but I do want to share the dilemma. Vera Wang turns seventy-two on Sunday. So do we? Do we tell Misty about it, or your
3: arch nemesis? Her, her arch nemesis. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
1: do we? Do we leave it up to her? Should we be proactive in giving her a heads up? Don't you think
3: she already knows?
1: I would have thought it was circled on the calendar, but this mm-hmm. is why I was asking. What, She's probably what,
3: got one of those flip countdown calendars.
1: What role do we? <laughs> what role do we play in this regard? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the knowledge. We know that it's happening. So, do we just pretend like, hey, what squirrel over there? And maybe she won't notice. Or do we no, equip her with knows. the knowledge? And, okay. I think she All knows. Right. All right, fine. I got it. Gone but not forgotten. George Orwell in 1903. Animal Farm and Big Fan, 1984. Let's go to chart toppers, all the way back to
2: 1948. When a fella meets a girl in Switzerland, the, the Andrews Sir Sisters. Lame, there's a certain thing he's gotta do. Oh yeah. He can never, never take her by the hand. Okay. Till he learns the tu do
1: What's this tu do you speak of? Yeah, no clue. Let's go to 1957, Elvis Aaron Presley, number one. Another Elvis mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, I didn't know you were a big Elvis fan.
3: My dad liked yeah. Elvis. So. Oh. I think he even, I think my brother had made him a Elvis greatest hit CD that we'd listen to in his car.
1: What is the best Elvis song? Hound Dog. No, incorrect.
3: Well, you well, ain't nothing but a hound dog. Well, what? What is the best Elvis song?
1: Poke Salad Annie. <laughs> without, without a doubt. <laughs> Poke Salad 1966, Frank Sinatra is number one. Gotta love Sinatra. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's go to been 1975. Been 1975. Been Linda Ronstadt sweet. was number one. When All right, she's number one in 75. Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark, number one in 84. That's when we were all introduced to Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have I told you lately, Rod Stewart in 93. Party Rock Anthem in 2011. Oh, well, there you go. And The Bones, Marin Morris, number one a year ago today. I mentioned uh, Diary of Anne Frank was published this date in 47. Here's MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Helen Keller said, kind of along the line. Uh, Helen Keller said the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. MB's proloism for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show for Sam Gormley for B i MB. And now you're in the know.